0: Today, we want to continue on what we started last week. We want to talk about turning your vision into action. Last week, we talked about purpose. We talked about having vision. But you know, just having vision and knowing your purpose is not enough. You have to turn that vision into action. Acts chapter 26 and Habakkuk chapter 2 are our main verses. Acts 26, reading from verse 12 in the complete English Bible. This is Paul speaking to King Agrippa. This is what he says from verse 12. On one such journey, I was going to Damascus with the full authority of the chief priests. While on the road at midday, King Agrippa... I saw a light from heaven shining around me and my traveling companions. The light was brighter than the sun. We all fell to the ground. And I heard a voice that said to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you harassing me? It's hard for you to kick against a spear. Then I said, who are you, Lord? The Lord replied, I am Jesus whom you are harassing. Get up. Stand on your feet. I have appeared to you for this purpose to appoint you as my servant and witness of what you have seen and what I will show you. I will rescue you from your own people, from the Gentiles. I'm sending you to open their eyes. Then they can turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to the power of God and receive the forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are made holy in me by faith. Verse 19, my main verse. So King Agrippa, I wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision. So it means that whatever vision God gives you for your life, you need to be obedient to it. Amen, Vazelon. Look at your neighbor and say, you're starting to behave like the seven o'clock people now. So whatever vision God gives you, you need to be obedient. Having vision alone is not enough. Having New Year resolutions alone is not enough. Knowing what your purpose is, is not enough. You need, as the title of my message goes, you need to put action to your vision. Habakkuk 2 verse 2 and 3 says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, engrave it so plainly upon tablets, That everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. That's the Amplified Bible. Verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, and it hastens to the end to fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. Though it tarry, wait earnestly for it, because it will surely come. It will not be behind hand on its appointed time. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Vision is one of the most powerful things that God gives us as people. Helen Keller, who became deaf and blind at the age of two, was a great educationist and author. Once said, and I quote, the only thing worse than being born blind is having sight but no vision. End of quote. We said it last week that sight is the function of our physical, natural eyes. However, vision is the function of our heart. Vision, therefore, is seeing with the invisible eye. Sometimes our physical eyes are the greatest hindrance to vision. The things that we see around us, those things speak back to us and try to confine us into certain boundaries. If you see yourself being born in poverty, surrounded by things that are less than the best, it's easy for so many people to come to a conclusion that their life will not amount to anything. But you see, vision is seeing beyond what your physical eyes can see. It is seeing through the eye of faith or the invisible eye or the eye of your heart. Because vision is not what is but vision is what could be. Do you realize that your life can be better than what it is today? Look at your neighbor and say, even if you didn't say amen, he's talking about you. Do you realize that your life can go further than what you are today? Do you realize that even if you are celebrating your accomplishment, there's something better and something more that you can still accomplish? Vision is not what is but what could be. And so the reality is if you have no vision for the future, you'll end up dying today. People who have no vision have no life. They don't live, they exist. They just fill up space. They allow themselves to just exist as victims of life, always feeling sorry for themselves. Have you ever met those people who are always feeling sorry for themselves? How many of you know people who are feeling sorry for themselves? How many of you are sitting next to somebody who (laughs) feels sorry for themselves? And there are some people who really, I remember once we were in a certain setting, and I I just don't want to say anything, and then there was this person that uh, some of the people I knew met, and we knew this individual, that back then, years ago, they really decided to be unhinged. And uh, to really, really run wild in their lives. I mean, there are people who, they just go wild. I mean, they, they just live wild. Unfortunately, you know, living in a wild way, in an uncontrolled, undisciplined way, sinful way, has got its own results. Now, years later, when we met with this person, things hadn't gone well. Of course, they didn't plant the right seeds for their lives. And now they are a parent, and now banaba baatswe You know, oh now we kwale, and it's all. So they, they were crying bitterly, and I remember the people who were with them. They said, "Bara, so. What did you think your life will end up being with the things that you did?" Now I know it's not nice to say to somebody, "I told you so." Mara, Mara, and ladies there are people who just the way they live in jay no vision no goal no purpose no plan no discipline no anything you know they just exist in jay they are just they are just to fill up space when you meet them here the new year is still young they have no goal they are not reading they are not trying to better themselves they are not trying to get a job they are not doing what they are going up like an English king. <laughs> to scratch for themselves. Ah, that's what he said, yeah. <laughs> they are not even trying to scratch for themselves. But you see, if you have no vision, you start dying today. Why? Because the future belongs to those who see possibilities before they become obvious. That's what the future belongs to. Not to people who are bound by their circumstances, but to those who see what others can, cannot see. Therefore, vision breaks the barrier of limited thinking. Vision breaks the barrier of a limited life. It, it directs our life. Vision helps us not to be pushed by circumstances, but rather to be led by vision. Because vision is simply a glimpse of our purpose. So Paul here is saying to King Agrippa, he said, you know, the vision God gave me, I was obedient to it. I didn't just get it and sit on it and hope that things will just work on their own. I was obedient to it. And so what we want to do is to show from scripture how God is exhorting us to take the vision that he has given us seriously. Take it seriously, Buzalwa. Huh? We need to do certain things that will ensure that that vision gets fulfilled. That you got vision when you're praying, that you were here for the prayer week, that we laid hands on you until all your hair fell off your head. It doesn't mean your life will get better. And I think we must be honest as pastors. I was telling them in the first service, you know, that's why I am so unhappy with the people who are so over. Emphatic on this prophetic whatever You know these prophets You know in the church Who are into prophecy They'll prophesy you 29 24, 7, 365 And a quarter days including year. They're just prophesying you From the beginning of the service to the end They're prophesying you and even telling you your phone number You know if you don't know your phone number You really need help eh? But what, 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 what that has done Is to give people an impression that we are consultants for luck. You know, it's almost like mess up your life, do whatever, come to us and when we speak, whatever we say will happen regardless of how you take responsibility for your life. Huh? Hmm? Take my oil, apply my oil, drink my water, eat my grass, drink my petrol. Hmm? Let me lay my hands on you, fall on the ground, roll on the floor. Let me tell you, only the same person. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. People are trying to treat us like we are magicians. We'll just say, and then life works without you taking responsibility. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. Read the Bible. There is nobody in the Bible that God just waved a magic wand on. Even the blessings. They go with responsibility. I know we don't work for them, but they go with responsibility. Listen what Jesus says. Jesus says, in Matthew 6, listen what he says. He says, Seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God, and what? And then what will happen? Uh, what will happen? I can't hear you. What will happen? All these what? Things. All these Things, all these, one shall be what? Added. Added. The word "add" presupposes that there's something that's already existing. All these things shall be added. They are added to what? To you seeking first the kingdom and His righteousness. But people don't want to seek the kingdom, but they want the addition. They want us to lay hands on them for the edition, but they are not seeking the kingdom. That's what God told Joshua: "This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success." Ah, people don't want good success. They want good success to be imparted. There's no impartation of good success. In fact, the principle of the Bible in Deuteronomy 28 is that God blesses the work of our hand. If your hand is not working, even if the blessing is hanging, waiting, there's no chemistry. How the blessings works is that God gives his impartation your hand must work. When the two combine, then your life moves forward. Look at your neighbor who's not even saying amen already. You are so lazy, you are even lazy to say amen. Huh? So what are the steps to make our vision come true? Number one, write this down. Define your vision. Define your vision. Vision is seeing what you were born to do. Someone said, personal vision is a God-given perception of what God wants of your life. Psalms 139, rather, verse 3, it says, Be careful, you carefully observe me when I travel, when I lie down to rest. You are aware of everything I do. So define your Vision. A. This is how you define your vision. A. I've learned now how to do alone. A. I'm getting educated. You know, pele ne gets a one, two, three. Next time we'll re ah. I get re four, we'll re five. You know, how many of you know people who talk like that? I, I like them. You know. <laughs> I have a question, and it has two parts. A. This. B. This. And you don't know what to answer. So, how do you define vision? A. Decide to embrace what God wants for your life and you want it for you. What is it that God wants for your life? Embrace what God wants for your life. In short, don't settle for anything outside of what God wants for your life. And here's the other part of it. Don't settle for anything less than what God has for your life. I like what Paul says in the book of Philippians when he says, I want to apprehend that for which Christ apprehended for me. To put it in in, in actual, you know, understandable language. He says, everything that God has destined for me to become and to have, I want to have and I want to become. If this is the standard God has laid for me, I don't want to be here and be happy. And knowing God and reading scriptures is very obvious that God sets a very high standard for all of us. Yeah. God puts it up here. And Paul says, I want to apprehend what Christ apprehended for me. So decide to embrace what God wants for your life and want it for you. Note that you should not settle for less. But settle for what God wants for you. Remember, God is the one who began a good work in you. And he will stay with you until you reach the goal that he has for you. Paul says it. In Philippians 1, 6, in the King James Version, it says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God has begun something in you. Mara. You know, he wants to bring it to completion. The contemporary English Bible says, I'm sure about this. The one who started a good work in you will stay with you to complete the job by the day of Christ Jesus. God's going to stay with you to complete the job. But if you are not getting involved, if you are not active, God has nothing to assist with. You know, God is always waiting. It amazed me, and I've said it before. It amazed me once as I was studying the Bible, and I noticed... If you read the miracles of Christ, there's about 19 miracles in the New Testament that are recorded. They are repeated, of course, in, you know, Matthew will record what Luke recorded, what, you know, but when you count all of them, it's around 19 of them. We know there's far more, but there's 19 of them where you can see there's a conversation, all of that. And it's very interesting, of the 19 of them, you know, it was almost, almost all of them when people got healed it wasn't Jesus who initiated the process. Isn't that amazing? Go and read them. It's not Jesus who went to them and said, wakul. What can I do for you? Even the ones who were sick, Ababona. Yeah? Even the ones who were sick, Ababona, cool. Well, you said, See, the guy here is on the ground, he can't walk. Jesus comes and says, Stand up and walk. Even though some of you know, how chin, betuna, ha. Kanja, must stand up and walk. Somehow God wants you to take initiative. That's how miracles happen. You need to take initiative. It's your initiative and God bringing the blessing. But there are some of you, you have all those visions, you're praying over it, but you're not taking initiative. Yeah. Yeah. You came here, we prayed for you to get a job, but you're not marketing. How is a job going to come your way? I mean, you're not even putting anything out on the internet. You're not even, oh, yeah, Ulo Market. How are you at the next? Yeah. Yeah. You want to better your education, but you're not enrolling in any school. You're not. How, how are you going to be better? Huh? You want your life to move forward, but you're not, there's nothing that you're doing. You want to be more spiritual, but you don't read the Bible. You don't pray. You don't come to church regularly. Look at your neighbor and say, you see, he's talking about you. That's why you are so quiet. <laughs> Somehow, I don't know why. People seem to have this mentality that, you know, God has been nicer to other people than us. And, you know, they always want to live like RMS capsules. What's RMS capsule in English? You helped me with the other English. What's an RMS capsule in English? <laughs> yeah, you don't even know, hey. Yeah. What is it? Self-pity. That's RMS capsule. Where does it come from, that section? Come on, this is nub. Go and ask No some of you in Nana Rakiti be machaloni, and then call them self-pity. Yeah, yeah. There's people who really like to pity themselves. You know, you always want people to feel sorry for you. How many of you was after it? Shem shem. Ruhusiya le matata Come on now. Come on now. Come on. Ota olla. Yeah, yeah. Rella lewera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. nothing moves until you move be set goals that glorify God in other words whatever it is that you know it's God's purpose for your life set goals along the lines of it Jesus says in John five thirty, I can do nothing of my own initiative just as I hear I judge and my judgment is just because I don't seek my own will but the will of him who sent me. Vision is not just about you and me, it's about God. God is the originator of vision. So, please find what God's will is for you and fit into God's will and let God order your steps. Mama God's not going to pay for what he didn't order. Are you there? Are you there, Masalaam? This is important. This is important. Find out what God's plan is, and when you get that plan, it will come with a blessing. But we we have it backwards. We just plan without involving God, and after we've done everything, we we pray about it. You know? You know, in African culture, when it comes to marriage, eh, you talk to your families to go and negotiate. Why are you quiet now? You don't wanna? I believe in that. Families must talk and then the two young people get married. We don't do what other cultures do that meet my wife. Now I was meet my I can't advise anymore. I can we can't advise anymore. Even if we now rey oh now this guy killer off. It's too late. You get it. And that's what we do with God, you know. We just plan our lives. Do everything, then we bring it here to be prayed for, and God is standing there saying, "Mara, this person never asked me in the first place." Yes. And if I may add, Bazalana, you know, one minister was talking about this, and I thought about it, Mama Bazalana. What comes from God comes with a blessing. Yes. Now, it may it may be delayed. Okay, in fulfillment, it may experience a lot of challenges. But what comes from God will finally come to pass. I showed you during the week. I mean, we're talking about the multi-generational vision. Even the birth of Christ itself, it came through a lineage and there were so many challenges. But if it comes from God, doesn't matter how much it's delayed, it's going to happen. Now, here's the problem. Some people, all the time, things are not working for them. And they've never asked the question, is God a part of this? Everything you do, it doesn't line up with God's work and you didn't even pray about it. You just went and did it. And then you go into prayer and fasting to pray for it. Now here's what I want to ask you. When you are praying for it, who's going to bless it? Because it's not from God in the first place. God's not the one who gave you that plan. So when you are praying to, for it to be blessed, who's going to bless And then you bind the devil. Do you think you can bind the devil when you're out of God's will? You do spiritual warfare. You think you can fight the devil when you're in disobedience? So, you know, many times people don't realize that all this praying and fasting and spiritual warfare, you are warfaring and fasting on things that are not going to change. Let me talk about this because let me talk about this. Bazalana, we all go through problems. But there are people who seem to be chronically in trouble. All the time they are in trouble. All, all the time they are in trouble. It never ends. If I was you, I would, I would backtrack and sit down and ask myself a question. This thing that I'm doing, is it in God's will now? Because let me tell you, Bazalana, you cannot coerce God into what you want. You may lie to us, but you can't coerce God. You can't force God into your own standards of doing things. You're not going to. You can force us, you can lie to us, and this is what it is. With God, you can lie to all of us. God knows He, and he knows where it comes from. He knows the origin. He knows everything about it. So I feel in my spirit that some of you, your life is stuck right now. You are moving from one crisis to the other. And it doesn't end. And you've never thought about it. You've never figured it out. It could be that you are just walking in disobedience. That's all. So God's not there to help you. Your relationships are wrong. The way you make money, it's wrong. Your way of living is wrong. Everything is wrong. And then you come here, you want us to pray for you. You want me to pray. Then when it doesn't work, you're a Month like what other mantra am I going to have outside of God's mantra? What am I going to have? And this is why you find people ending up going, kai, consulting, drinking things, pouring things. They cross borders to go, all that. They do everything. Oh. And you lose thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of rents. Come on. You may not like it. You lose a lot of money. And you are becoming worse and worse. And they are giving you false promises. These people, they say it will work. It doesn't work. And you, you haven't even. You still believe false hope. And some prophet from churches like ours is promising you, no, they don't have the anointing. I have. But before I offer anointing, oh, what more money? And I You've never ever sat down to ask yourself, am I really in God's will? Am I really following God's will for my life? It can't be that throughout your life when uh, everything is wrong. Oh no, it can't be. Can't be. There's got to be something wrong. But Salana, if you get on the road and they say you are going to pulukwane if after five hours you haven't arrived in pulukwane something is wrong <laughs> driving a car going to pulukwane five hours you haven't arrived no some of you it's not even five hours it's been five years you've been driving and still also, it doesn't do in your no it's it's not the car that i'm to blame it is not the petrol it's not it's not anything, it could be I'm in a, I'm on the wrong road. It could be my choices are incorrect. I I, I I'm not on the N one, I'm on the M two. Huh? I'm on N twelve, going to Pulupuanica N twelve. It could be that it hasn't dawned on people, then you blame everybody. I anointing call. Eh man, please. May you, be, may you wake up today, even if you don't like it, may you wake up today, in Jesus' name. You've lost money through things, nothing in your life is working, you buy things, you lose them, they get broken, you get a job, you get chased out, your relationships don't work, everything, everything just falling apart, and it's been 12 years, 13 years, 15 years, and you are still believing. You're on the right track. If I was you I would sit down. No. Find something that lines up with God's will for you. I'm telling you, if God is not in something, it doesn't matter how much applause you get from people. Doesn't matter how much of your friends are supporting what you're doing. If God be for you, say it again. If God be for you, say it again. If God be for you, let me change it. If everybody is for you, And God is against you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can have everybody applauding you. If God is the only one who says. Doesn't matter how much applause you're getting from everybody. It's not going to move forward. And some of you, you just lack the courage. To say, you know what? I'm through with this. I've been living a life that is not in God's vision, not in the will of God. I'm moving from crisis to crisis. I'm a crisis-ridden person. I've enrolled in all kinds. They've prayed for me. I've put all kinds of oils. I've consulted all kinds of people. Mara, I haven't moved forward. I've lost more money than I've made. You know, if I was you, I would make it like a kula And just say, Am I in God's will? God's will has peace. Look at your neighbor who's not clapping. They don't have peace at all. They don't have peace at all. Now, I didn't say God's will will not have problems and challenges. But in the final analysis, and when they start working, you don't have rudibuelle. When God is blessing you, you don't have to explain to people. Yeah. Yeah. And when God begins to work on your life and if it's the work of God, you know what I like? God even knows how to redeem lost time. Ah. Oh, I see somebody overtaking. That's why God's way sometimes seems to be slow. And some of you, you are impatient with God's processes. You don't want to follow them. You are in a rush to see certain things. We were talking about it. You know, we're talking about it. Always we're reflecting. We're stuck by that. When we started, you know, got married, living in a room. So if you stay in a room, your pastor understands the room. That's why I will never look down on anybody. I was not willing, I was not willing as a young pastor to abuse the money of the church. I was not willing to freeze the money of members. I could have asked them, I could have asked them, karei. God said, when uh, one million, when uh, I feel the Holy Ghost, you, if I, if I, I wasn't prepared for that. <sighs> and I was fine with whatever they gave me as a salary. I didn't toy toy. I didn't complain. I just said, come 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 and I thank God for wifey when we love each other it doesn't matter and I'm thankful that she didn't she didn't tell me that she's a university graduate she didn't compare me with other men who had better resources I thank God that she didn't do that Yeah, I thank God. When our church was big, we had a thousand people. I could have prophesied people. I could have sold t-shirts with my face on it and told people it will heal them. I could have given them oil to Paul. There's ways I could, have, I could have asked them to come and sell the, the SIM card to the church and then the prophet it la monna. I could have done any of that. But I wasn't willing for that. I wasn't ready for that. Now, uh-uh. uh uh-uh. And I saw people who started churches. After I did, they, they, they gave in to those pressures. First success. Those days when a cell phone was really something. Some of them had two. I didn't have one. They had two cell phones. Got the latest car. Stayed in gated communities. This guy, his church, they only have 10 people. And he's not working a job. He's not a business person. That's quick success. Some of you, that's what you want. That's what you want. You, you want that kind of success. I found that God's way might be long. Yeah, Mara, God's way is a sure way. Uh, somebody shout, God's way is a sure way. It's a sure way. It's a sure way. And bit by bit things started changing. Yeah. Skawara did into is it? Come on now. You may be crying now, but you're not crying forever. Come on, somebody. Hey. Yeah, that same lady I was talking about who's sitting somewhere. I used to borrow koloya, nakadima koloya. That lady there, I used to, he, she and her husband, you know, there are some families in the church here who have really supported us. My goodness. With their resources. I didn't have a car. I didn't a car. have <laughs> a They were, oh, i the We were driving the latest <laughs> car. I don't We drive driving car. Because, because the one that I had, I wasn't sure how to ride my feet. You know those cars that when they say, "A hm. (Laughter <laughs> That's why you know, I was saying my Bishop, there's people in our church who've been so good to us. God's used them. Yeah, They loved us in, in our state. Yeah. God will send people who will love you for who you are, not for what you have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we were not prepared to take a shorter route. We stayed in God's will. Preach the gospel. Be faithful. Be a pastor. Whatever they give you as a salary, take it. Don't complain. Don't do anything. Don't do other things. Just be umfundis. You know, people come, people go. They say things. Some of them, how kalokran Some members are jealous people. You know, they they come to you. Let's today. Some people. We just learn. Just forgive that. Just don't worry. We'll get our own house. We decided to buy somewhere else, where we could afford. We couldn't afford to buy a house in Soweto. We went and bought far. Kololi kwa. That's what fitted our lifestyle. Some of you you are living beyond what you are able to afford. But who are you pleasing? I mean, let me ask you a question who are you trying to impress? Hmm? Hmm? Who are you trying to impress? Pastor, don't get to a point where you define yourself by things. Things is what we use, they don't define you. Do you know who you are you are a child of the most high god do you know who you are you are the apple of god's eye do you know who you are you are god's creation you know who you are you are made in the likeness and the image of god that's who you are and your value is such that god could decide to take his own son And die on the cross for you. Behold what manner of love the father has given unto us. That we should be called the sons of God. Whilst we were yet sinners. Jesus died for us. That's who you are. That's your value. So the cars you drive. The houses you live in. The clothes you wear. As important as they are. That's not who you are. And be careful that you don't define yourself by those things. But we live in a world that people will violate everything just to have those things. Everything. Violate every rule in the book. Pastors will lie, will cheat, will steal. Oh. Just to have those things. Just to be named Manuan. And when they have those things, the way they handle themselves. Goodness me. There's no need for that. Stay with God's process. Tell your neighbor, you may not like his someone Mara. you're not going to get away from it. Stay with God's process. The Bible, reads: the steps of a good man are directed or ordered. The steps, not the leap. The steps. If you are further this year than you were last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it may just be one step. I have moved forward and I have a clear conscience. I didn't bribe anybody. I didn't sleep with anybody. Come on, somebody. I didn't lie. I didn't cheat. Even if it's one step, I can celebrate the one step, because it came the right way. Can I hear a shout in this house if you took that step? Even if it's one step. Yeah, there's nothing as terrible as having all these things, but you can't sleep at night. The Bible says, "The blessing of God maketh rich, and He adds no sorrow with it." When it comes from God, you can rest. Yeah, you don't have to explain. Uh-uh. It comes from God. There's no. Even when you have it, you have it with joy. You can thank God with a pure heart and a clean heart. I'll never forget the years ago when I when I bought my first car. I know my friend Dick didn't like it. It was too small, according to him. It was my car. Yeah, he said, how can you buy such a small car? car? Hey, That's all I can afford. Yeah. The size of the church doesn't matter. This is what I can afford. So I was so happy when I, it was my first brand new car. The other cars I had bought, they were not new. This was the first new one. Zero, zero on the clock. ba 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 we went we went to go and pick it up. East London. Yeah, East London. We went together, she came driving it, and I was driving behind her. we were driving somebody else's car. But we went all the way. The cars were not there. That car wasn't around in Ghoutaya, it was sold out, and I bought one in East London. And the guy said, No, we can only sell to people in East London. I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell to be. I don't know why he agreed. He agreed. When I got there, he says, but it should be for Island and people. I don't know what happened. In my heart, I said, I know what happened. <laughs> God happened. <laughs> <laughs> Drove all the way from I was so happy. I remember when I got to catch was a two-door olive green car. Pedro. Three, what was it? Two, 206. GT Shababa. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that was. I was happy every time I drove that, I was smiling from year to year I was happy. Other people have said, is this your car? Yes, but oh, That's all I can know for. That kind of Locate yourself where God is. Don't break the rules, please. Don't rush. Don't hurry, don't fast forward, don't fast track, don't feed your progress, growth hormones. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't give in to corruption. Please, if God's not gonna give you, let them keep it. Yeah. You see, amen, yeah. what is going on on this side? Huh? What's going on with this side? i yeah. If God's not going to give it to you, why? Because when it comes from God, there's peace. And this is what I like. With God, it's incremental. Yeah. With God, I'm telling you. With a kalaka page, you'll move to the next one. And the next one. And the next one. And you know, even when you drive this one, you're not going to be proud because you know you were walking. And you just loved God just as much as you were walking and as much as you are driving. Not some of you, once you get the big one, you stop living for God. Yeah, once you get your car, once you get you stop living for God, you stop praying, you stop going to church, you start going to some funny places with that car. Cause your focus is not God, your focus is the car. Yeah, now you start doing funny things. So I go higher late. Where you brother? Help me. You steal yourself. Yeah, but you see, if you had the discipline. Even if you have the car, it doesn't change you. It just makes your life much easier. It's a better convenience. You can do a little bit more than what you used to do. You use the same car to go to the cell group, to go to church, to do follow-up, to go to the church programs, to go to work, to pick up your children from school. How can you go you, to you, you You use your car for good things. Why? Because God is the focus. When it comes to your vision. Place yourself where God is. Decides to have a vision and set goals that please God. Let pleasing God be number one, Basalona. I'm telling you. Let pleasing God be number one. I want to say this, basalana, and I haven't finished this sermon. We haven't even done one, third, so we'll finish it next week. But I want to close with a few things. You know, and you have to forgive us who grew up in a certain type of mindset when it comes to work, employment, and how your life can be sustained. Our age group, who did it where you have to work a structured job? about, cash, you know, to live, you know. So we, we grew up. And, and, and I used to struggle in our church when I would see families that says, we've stopped working but we are doing this business. Then I wouldn't say anything, but I would wonder, sure, I wonder. But you know, Baselan, as I've watched these families and these people, because they've put God at the center, God has sustained them. Unbelievably so. Even through jobs that you may not think much about. You see, because, Rona, we, see, we, we, we classify jobs, you know, so there's those ones, there's those ones. But, but there's people who are doing this job who are living better than people who... <laughs> why? The God factor. It struck me one day when I was talking to one businessman in Cape Town, and he was telling me about some of the shops the, 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 that sell second-hand things. He's got, he's in that, he's got a friend rather who's in, he has a shop here, the second-hand thing. The brother is Congolese. He said, "You pastor, you know there's so much money there." I said, "What do you mean?" Then he started explaining. A person comes, they bring this, they buy this and sometimes they bring in their TV, it's so much but we buy, sell it, we buy it for so much, we give them this and he's got a friend who's making so much money and I thought, imagine I, being a shop owner of second-hand things. We don't ever think of it. And you know what I found? There's a certain market that has a consistent flow of customers. Some of you who are still struggling with business, God is helping you this morning. Business, it may seem like low class. If you can generate volume, you are in business forever. Yeah. This is what we found out. People in property. I was talking to somebody in property. And he's in property. He, he rents out. He buys uh, 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 flats and rents them out to students out in Cape Town. Now, now the students, they will tear up your flat. You know, they... They, you know, young people, they will just redo your... So, so wait, 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 when you build a flat to be rented out to students, you don't make it too fancy. Just make it even <laughs> However, if you have several of those, you have a consistent income than building a very expensive house at the beachfront. That rental is 20 million a month and you, you don't have clients for several years. And I thought about it. It may seem like some of these things had in the Watch this. Watch this. When God is in it. Let me close. One of my, my friends was my late mom. Lena, she's passed on. Some of you, you may know her. Memas Roberts. And uh, when she came to her church, she, she, they had started a project with her husband of building a house and the project had gotten stuck. And uh, and so she really committed to God fully. I mean, she and her husband they really, really. And then they used the derams, the 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 darams, the the Bene So when di run away, di derams. Yeah, that's that's what she used to do. That's the business she used to do. She said, one day I'm preaching and and it just hit her as I was preaching that she must go back to that business. You know, one day she called us to a house, huge house, that was complete, fully built, fully finished. She just showed me, she said, you see this house? The derams lady ran away. Said what? She said, she said, Muanaka. you don't know what God can do. Yeah. You know when I walked away from that, I said, you know what? It's the God factor that makes all the difference. Yeah. You see, is 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 a God factor. You see, if God is there, the deram sito, lady ran away too, huh? The some of these very expensive meals take di and they will bring in money. But they think of hurry when God is in it. When God is in it, it doesn't matter who's against it. When God is in it, it doesn't matter how small it is. When Jesus asked for food, and they brought food from a little boy, five loaves and two fish, and there was a crowd of more than 5,000 people, five loaves and two fish when God is present. You're not listening to what I'm saying. When God is present... No, no, no. You, you got to locate yourself in the will of God. When the widow woman had run out of oil and there was nothing left and the prophet came and said, go and get more barrels. Pour out from this little nyana oil. Pour into the other barrels. She kept pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring. And the Bible says the oil only stopped when she didn't bring more bu- uh, buckets. The difference is the God factor. But you see, some of you you're on the opposite side of God. You're the other side. Trying to make it work. I'm telling you. Praying all night, going to be prophesied, paying money, binding and loosing, rebuking, everything. And God's just standing there thinking, don't they understand that my, listen to what Jesus says, my yoke, it's easy. It's a yoke, Mara. it's easy. He says, my burden. It's a burden. Mara, it's light. Yeah. With God, His yoke is easy. We are committed. We live for Him. There's responsibility. Mara, it's easy. We carry a burden. Mara, it's light. Because if God be for you, the question, who, who, who can be against me? If God is with me. The children of Israel went to one false prophet to get him to curse the children of Israel. And the brother went and cursed them and what he did went back to him. And he goes out to say to the people, why are you doing this? Why are you trying to get me to curse what God has blessed? Because if God's blessed you, even if you're excited, let it run away. Nobody can curse you. Mara. If God has cursed you, even if the whole world puts you as the number one so and so, doesn't matter at all. So, today, Put your life more now and ask yourself, the way I'm living, the vision I'm following, is God involved in this? Is this from God? That's what the Spirit was saying to Paul. It's hard to kick against the pricks. In short, you can't stand against God's will. You'll simply be hurting yourself. Or you can't stop what God has started. Once God puts it into action, it doesn't matter how many people are against you. They may chase you out. They may plan against you. They may take you out of their JVs. They may scheme at work, lie about you. We have one of our, our, our leaders in our church, and this is the end, who was working for a major, major company. I won't say it by name. And you know sometimes when you're honest, people scheme against you. Because he didn't want to give yield into corruption. He didn't want to. And thank God for him. He was very wise to make sure that with all the work he did, he would either show they back up the documents onto a separate you know, separate file that they could keep that's not in their company. So, you know, people scheme; eh? They skimmed and then they brought up this thing for him to get fired. Just a, it was a drawn-out case. I think it went on for about two years, if not more. Paid. You were still paid. And they brought in... Finally, he brought in all his documents. And they just couldn't do anything. Prove them wrong. So he even went further to say, and because you've lied, I'm even going to sue you. <laughs> and after about was he resigned from the job and said, I'm leaving. And I looked at that and I thought, if you're on the side of God, they may lie about you, but the lie will not stick forever. Yeah. Yeah. But if you live this way, you can argue in court and be acquitted with your lies. But the truth will come out one day place yourself on God's side. Say, you know what? This is God's will. I'm not going to go any other way. This is God's vision for my life. This is what God wants for me. This is where I'm going. I may not rip the fruit of it. I may not see everything in the first year, but I'm going to stay on this thing. The longer you stay in it, the more you will see the grace of God. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. I said, may that be your portion in the name of Jesus. Raise your hands as we pray right now. Father, we know sometimes what we hear might not be very exciting. But you didn't call us here to excite people. You called us here to be messengers of the truth. Your word is a lamp to our feet. It's a light on our path. It's the entrance thereof that brings light and gives understanding to the simple. I pray that where we've done wrong, please forgive us. For those of us who find a place in that space where we are trying to push life and force life When we fully know we are out of God's will. We repent of that. We turn around. In the name of Jesus. Father we thank you because. You are a God of love. You are a God who gives us a second chance. The word says, if we will confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And not only forgive us, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We give you praise. Hold hands with your neighbor, please. Father, I pray for my neighbor now. I pray that they will locate themselves on the same side with your will and your purpose. I pray that they will not try the short route. But they will choose. That which is your will. Maybe sometimes it may take long for us to see the fruit and the results. But that which comes from you never fall to the ground. Because we are confident that what you started in us you'll bring it to completion. We give you praise. Keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed now. Thank you so much. I want to ask you, some of you, today's word was a serious word. Very possible. I couldn't go on with the other points. I just felt the Holy Spirit arrest me And keep me going around certain points because I think somebody's future here hangs in the balance. Somebody's destiny here hangs in the balance. Some of you, even your commitment to Christ probably is not where it should be. You know it. You've tried to live your life on your own terms. But if we were to tell the truth, You keep bumping into crisis. You've lost much more than you've gained. And if we were to be truthful, you really feel miserable as we speak. Don't try to numb your pain away by dismissing what I'm saying. Don't try to numb the pain by sitting there hardening your heart when God is talking about you and talking to you. This is the day of turnaround. This is the time when God wants to turn things around. You hear you haven't received Christ as well, as Savior and Lord of your life. Could be that you even look down upon Christian people. Maybe you spoke bad about them because of the bad example that's been out there. But as you've been in the service and worshiping, listening to the word, you realize that Jesus Christ is the only true way to God. That only He can truly change our lives and make us God's children. And right where you are, you want to invite Jesus Christ into your heart. You want to give your life to God and say, God, I'm sorry for the way I've lived. I want to give my life to you. I want to ask you, right where you are, if you need a prayer, I want to pray with you. And you say, please, I want to come today and ask Jesus to change me and make him a different person. Would you raise your hands, please, right where you are? Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those bold hands. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Raise it up. All over the place. Thank you. That's what God wants. Truthfulness and honesty. You know, we can be in church and pretend and act as though everything is right, even when we know it's not right. Can I ask the people who raise their hands, would you please stand on your feet right where you are, please? I ask you. Thank you so much. Stand on your feet. You can put your hands down, but just stand on your feet. Thank you. I appreciate you being honest. I appreciate you being honest. You see, Jesus says, He came to seek and to save us who are lost. Church is not a place for us to try and look nice. It's a place where we come to God and say, My broken life, God, I bring to you. Church is a place where we say, you know what, God? I'm enough of following my own will. I want to follow you. I'm tired of going in a direction and I know things are not working for me. I'm turning right around. And this is what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. I want to pray for all of you who are standing. I ask you all, please, if you can take all your belongings. Don't leave any of your belongings behind and just come. And walk to the front, even all the way at the back there. Even in the dome, in the foyer, walk to the front. Let's pray.